This is the Cross of Grace Lutheran Church Sermon Podcast. On Sunday, December 13th, 2020, we gathered to worship on the third Sunday of the season of Advent. Pastor Aaron preached from the book of 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verses 16 through 24. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah, he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Then they said to him, who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees, and they asked him, Why then are you baptizing if you are neither the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know. The one who is coming after me, I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. This took place in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord. Today is a special Sunday in the season of Advent known as Gaudate Sunday. Gaudate from the Latin word for rejoice. In other words, today is Rejoice Sunday, a day to be filled with joy. And so we have the scripture, including the final part of Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians, in which he writes, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So go ahead, be joyful. You can show me that you're joyful or show each other, whoever's with you as you're watching, that you're joyful. I can't see you, so go ahead and, I don't know, do a fist bump with someone watching along with you or Raise the roof or hoot and holler. Do the wave for all I know. Go on. I'll wait. Now, I can imagine how that would have gone if I would have done that last year when we were all worshiping in the sanctuary in person. I think a good number of you would have played along. It's not entirely out of the question that we would have gotten a wave going in the sanctuary. But things feel different this year, don't they? Joy is not the primary emotion that has been saturating my heart or expressed in my behavior. Gaudate Sunday or not kind of just doesn't really feel like a day to rejoice. I know I'm not alone. I have listened to you share your pain and frustration. 
over these last few months. I know that you are mourning loved ones who are struggling or who have died. I know you're missing the way things used to be. I know that you're anxious about the future. I feel that way too. And I know I'm not the only pastor who feels that way. Pastor Mark and I serve as leaders for an Indianapolis area clergy group. We gathered online this past week for our monthly meeting and noticed a heaviness as pastors shared their pain and frustration and exhaustion. Let me assure you, we pastors understand we are not the only profession who is struggling, not even close. I don't know if we want to get into ranking what professions have it worse these days, but healthcare workers and teachers certainly are at the top of that list. So where is joy today? Where is joy when a loved one is struggling or has died? Where is joy when the world seems so dangerous? Where is joy when your work is not fulfilling or you can't find work at all? Where is joy when the financial, emotional, and physical demands of life seem to be more oppressive than ever? Where is joy in the midst of a global pandemic? Well, in order to answer that, we need to be clear about what we're talking about when we talk about joy. Joy is not necessarily a huge smile or a loud cheer. Those are actually more expressions of happiness. And we tend to conflate joy with happiness, don't we? I mean, despite happiness having primacy in the United States Declaration of Independence, as in the pursuit of, happiness is a very small, limited, and conditional emotion. It's only possible to be happy if you're not sad. Joy, on the other hand, can exist along the entire spectrum of human emotion in human experience. It's possible to experience joy when you're happy, and it's possible to experience joy when you're sad. It's possible to experience joy when you're struggling and to experience joy when you seem to be excelling and things are going your way. It is possible to experience joy in the midst of a global pandemic. It's possible to experience joy in all of these experiences because in all of these experiences, God's promise of grace and love is being constantly declared to you. Wherever you find yourself on the spectrum of human emotion, in Christ, God has been at work reconciling the world to himself, not counting your sins against you. Just from 2 Corinthians. The Creator and the Redeemer of all that is, seen and unseen, is completely in love with you. That is where joy comes from. True joy is not dependent on the circumstances of your life. 
Instead, it bubbles forth out of a much deeper and dependable well. Think of a time that you participated in a mission trip or spoke to someone who has returned from a mission trip, such as our trips to Fondwa, Haiti. You likely noticed this refrain, despite having very little, they were filled with joy. Yeah, that's because joy is not dependent on the circumstances of your life. True joy, like grace, is a freely given gift of God. It surrounds you at all times like the air around you, merely having to be breathed in. So literally, do that. Take a breath in and out. That you just did that is nothing short of a miracle. In the midst of all the complicated emotions that swirl in our hearts and in our minds, we tend to forget the sheer improbability of the fact that we get to experience them at all. That we're here at all. We're alive. You did nothing to earn that gift of life. It wasn't a reward for a job well done. I mean, we don't need to dig too deeply into uh, reproductive biology here to remember how the odds were stacked against you from the very beginning. And yet here we are, alive, in a world full of beauty and possibility, living our One wild and precious life, as the poet Mary Oliver famously describes it. It is perfectly okay to feel whatever you're feeling. You're sad. It's understandable. You're happy. It's wonderful. It's okay to feel what you feel. It's okay to feel lonely, it's okay to lament that life isn't quite what we were accustomed to even now. But joy can live alongside all of those emotions. Joy, because we feel anything at all. Joy, because God loves us and is working through it all. There is no path or game plan or equation or action plan to cultivate joy. We simply have to breathe in and out and recognize the sheer gift that it is to be alive. Our call is to enjoy what we have while we have it, to be present to the present moment. Our call is to rejoice always to pray without ceasing, and to give thanks in all circumstances. This difficult year is almost behind us. COVID-19 vaccines will be delivered and administered starting tomorrow. Health workers are telling us that even though things are going to get much worse, in the short term, 
there is light at the end of the tunnel. And once this pandemic experience is behind us, and it will be behind us one day, I wonder if we will have learned the myriad of lessons that it held out for us socially, scientifically, politically, and emotionally. My hope is that we would emerge from this experience having learned and experienced that true joy is not dependent on any external circumstances. That God is not just with us, but is for us in every moment. And that each breath is a gracious gift of God that is full of possibilities. May it be so. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen.